0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Z&D podcast. Yes, we're Canadian. Yes, it should be Z, but Z&D sounds better. I'm Zach Marks, joined by my co-host Dawson Patrician. And the NHL season starts in about an hour's time. It is 4.30 Mountain Time in, well, our hometown. 5.30 puck drop for Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh to kick off the season. Tampa will raise their banner after winning the Stanley Cup last season over the Montreal Canadiens Dawson hockey's back baby
1: God it is it's so exciting just to have hockey back I know obviously we had the preseason but it's just not the same I mean you had you had camp and you're kind of figuring out who's going to be on the team and you know who's who's there who's not but having having the roster and just have like looking at it with your own eyes and saying this is what the team is going to be To be fair, I'm sure some fans are a little bit more excited about that than others. Um, Buffalo. But uh, with that being said, I think just having regular season hockey back the way it should be with fans in attendance is going to be a huge boost for the league and a huge for for everybody involved.
0: Absolutely. Now, going to address the elephant in in the room. I'm wearing a football hat. Now, that is because I don't own a Seattle Kraken jersey, so I went with the Seahawks hat, same city. I've got the Vegas Golden Knights jersey on James Neal, who is now a St. Louis Blue. And then I've got Chris Kunitz hanging in the background. For the Penguins, I unfortunately don't have anything Tampa Bay-related, so they're the odd man out here. But we are from Edmonton, Alberta, so our main team is the Edmonton Oilers. That's who we'll be focusing on most of the season. Obviously, today being the uh, kickoff, We only have two games happening. The early slate, which is the aforementioned Tampa Bay Lightning-Pittsburgh Penguins. And then the first game in Seattle, Kraken History, in Vegas. That one goes around 8 o'clock our time, I believe. So that's one I'm definitely going to look at uh, pretty extensively, get a feel for this new uh, expansion franchise. And see if they can do what Vegas did, uh, what was it, five years ago now? uh, When they made an unbelievable run to the Stanley Cup Final, only to run into... Alexander Ovechkin, and the Washington Capitals. So I think to start off, we go with award predictions for the NHL season. Now, obviously, you see it done all the time, all of the news outlets, Sportsnet, the score coming out with their predictions for the major things in the National Hockey League. That being who is going to win each division, who is going to take away the major awards and the preseason pick for the Stanley Cup final and the eventual Stanley Cup champion. Now, we I've done these in the past with predictions, with old projects, and I've never gotten one right. So we'll see what happens. I think my most infamous was Nico Hischer scoring uh, 80 points one season. That did not end well. He did get hurt and finished just shy. But, yeah, I'm not I, – I think my hockey knowledge is pretty decent, but it is the NHL, and there's a reason they play the games. Anything can happen in this league.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's very true. I I can't say I've made any official predictions, at least ones that have came true. So I think we're we're both in the same boat there. And you know, looking looking at the standings on you know Sportsnet, um, Vegas at the bottom of the Pacific Division, but that's only because it's in alphabetical order. So I mean, it's gonna be a battle between them and probably I mean them and Edmonton realistically for the top of the division, and. I don't know if Vegas, honestly, I mean, talking about Edmonton here for a second, I think if they can, if their top six can click and Keith and CeCe aren't as abysmal as people expect them to be, then they can make a very real run at that division title.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think you see it a lot in media right now. Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, two of Probably the top three, top five NHL players right now. They both play in Edmonton, Alberta for the Oilers. So the big story in the Pacific is definitely what's Vegas going to look like? What's Edmonton going to look like? And Vegas, for the first time in their history, have a number one goaltender that is not Marc-Andre Fleury traded in the offseason to Chicago. They're going to run with Robin Lehner and Laurent Brassois as their tandem this year. And it'll be interesting to see because Robin Lehner hasn't really had to handle the bulk of a workload in a few seasons now since being acquired by Vegas just before the pandemic kind of shut down the season two years ago. Now crazy to think it's almost been two years uh, since that's uh, occurred. But for me, I do fully expect Vegas to take the Pacific division. It'll only be by probably two to six points. It'll be a very close race all season long, but I do think that, the depth in Vegas and the defensive certainty of guys like Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo performing the way they everyone expects them to, I think it'll be enough to push them over the Oilers. And then I think rounding out the Pacific Division uh, playoff spots, I think it's going to end up being Vancouver. Uh, Calgary, I'm not sure about. LA could make a push. Seattle, nobody knows. On paper, a pretty offensively starved roster, I would say. Uh, especially with uh, guys like Yanni Gord who are out and Jared McCann's on COVID protocol right now. So he's going to miss tonight. So I think their first line center is Alex Wenberg. So who don't know if anyone remembers this, but back in the Vegas expansion draft, uh, William Carlson was traded so that they didn't get Wenberg. And now Columbus is now he's in Seattle. So, Swings and roundabouts. William Carlson puts up forty goals in his first season. Could Wenberg be the same way with line mates like Jaden Schwartz and Jordan Everly? Who knows. I,
1: I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, no, never say never is the motto in the NHL. Um, in I mean, most sports, I think, but you know, in in the NHL especially. And you know, you mentioned Seattle not not having the most uh, star power in their lineup, especially with the players that they could have taken in the expansion draft. But I think a real, a real dark horse here for a playoff spot in the Pacific, even though it is a much weaker division than the rest of the league is LA. They have, you know, they have a lot of good prospects coming up and, you know, they have, if they can make some, some good developments, um, especially up front, even though, um, you know, they're one of their top prospects, Quinton Byfield is currently on the injured reserve. Um, Expected to be out a few weeks, but I think he, not saying that he will carry the team by any stretch of the imagination, but I think when he comes back and gets a little bit of rehab under his belt, I think he'll be a very impactful player on the squad.
0: Yeah, he's a huge part of their future, and they wanted it to be their present. Unfortunately, a freak accident in the preseason. Leg gets caught up under him, and he's off. To the injured reserve as you mentioned So I think it's going to come down to Can Cal Peterson kind of run with that Number one role and lead this team Into a postseason spot It's entirely possible uh, Vancouver Thatcher uh, Demko's got to prove himself this season He did do very well last year But remember they Vancouver Due to some unfortunate COVID pro- or COVID situation Where they lost They were on the shelf for about a month And then had to play a month's worth of game Or two and a half months worth of games in a month and a half. So they did end up finishing last in the North division, Ottawa edging them out on, I believe the second last day of the regular season or something along those lines. So no, I think the Pacific division is definitely one to keep an eye on. I don't think it's a powerhouse by any means. Vegas definitely leads the pack there. Edmonton, not too far behind. And then it's kind of a three through six is about the same. And then you've got Anaheim and uh, San Jose at the bottom there. Uh, struggling to stay afloat i believe the this year is pain for shane uh so we'll see what that happens in uh california in that region now heading out to the other western division i believe sorry i should say i say vegas i assume that's your prediction as well but if you have if i'm wrong feel free to fill me in um
1: i think it's gonna be close um i think you know, with Edmonton's unproven um decor, at least as far as this season goes, I think Vegas does have them edged out in that category, like you said, with the the Petrangelo, the Theodore, you know, so on and so forth. So I think Vegas does have that edge and especially in their games against each other, I think they will have that that extra step up on the Oilers. So I think it'll be close, but I think Vegas takes the the uh, Pacific division.
0: All right. So consensus here at the Z and D podcast. Vegas wins the Pacific Division in the 2021-2022 season. Now, coming into the Central Division. Now, this is an interesting one. A lot of good teams here. A lot of bad teams here. A lot of teams that nobody really knows what they're going to be this year. So, I think I'm going to start. Or You know what? I started out Pacific. You go ahead. You start out the Central Division.
1: So, uh, well, first of all, thank you. Um, Second of all, it's... It's a it's a very big toss up of a division. I will preface this by saying they will absolutely be taking both wildcard positions, um, just because I mean you have Winnipeg, Minnesota, who's pushing for uh, a spot at that you know in that conference final. Hopefully, um, with the also the signing of Kirill Kaprizov, but um, you also have Colorado, uh, Dallas, who you know they they went to the Stanley Cup final. Um, I believe last season or two seasons ago. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um it was it was too thank you for that. Um but I mean there's a lot of good teams here, and then obviously Arizona committing to the full rebuild that trading for a lot of picks. Um and then you know, we have Chicago who's kind of kind of up in the air at this point. They don't really um they could miss the playoffs, they could make it into that first or second wildcard position, but I think if I was to make a pick, it probably Colorado continues their dominance at the top of the Central, and they take it, I'm not going to say easily, but it'll probably be a five-plus point difference between them and second place.
0: Yeah, I think Colorado or Winnipeg are probably my two favorites in that division. Um, You brought up Arizona. This is their first year in the Central Division uh, after the realignment, spent the last five, six seasons in the Pacific Division. They move out of that division to make room for Seattle, which makes more sense in the long run. You've got that nice West Coast for the Pacific Division. um, As it hangs there, Uh, Vancouver and Seattle should be a very fun rivalry throughout the season to keep an eye on. But Arizona, as you mentioned, and as I mentioned earlier, the pain for Shane tank run should be in full effect here for the Coyotes. Just kind of trading for... Bad contracts, Uh, Andrew Ladd, for example, was acquired with picks for literally nothing from uh, New York, which I don't remember the last time I'd seen a player traded for legitimately nothing. So, they filled out their NHL roster, they've done what matters, they're going to be able to ice a team. Is it going to be a good team? Probably not. Could they surprise some people? Probably not, but you never know. I think anything's possible in the National Hockey League. We saw St. Louis go from legitimately the worst team in hockey to Stanley Cup champions in about six months' time. So could Arizona surprise some people? Yes, but I don't think it's likely. That being said, the goaltending for Colorado is probably the biggest concern for me with Grubauer leaving. He's their number one guy for the bulk of the last couple seasons. Their big runs in the central division over the course of the last couple of years so but guys like Nathan McKinnon who will miss the first game for sure tomorrow for Colorado as he tested positive for COVID he is asymptomatic uh unsure if he's going to miss Saturday's game as well but he will miss the season opener but then you got Miko Rantanen you've got the re-signing of Gabriel Landeskog which some people didn't know if that was going to happen and it does so he stays Nazim Kadri, and of course you've got perennial Not perennial, pardon me. I should say, favorite of a lot of different uh, hockey fans in the world, Kale McCarr. It's hard not to like this kid. He went from the Alberta Junior Hockey League's Brooks Bandits to college, lit up the college world, got called up for a playoff game against the Calgary Flames a few years ago, scored in that game, and has been... Won the Calder over Quinn Hughes, which, sorry, Vancouver fans, he deserved it. It's been a spectacular few years for him, and I fully expect him to continue his dominance this year. And that's why I'm going to stick with Colorado. I think Winnipeg's got it. Got to be close with Connor Hellebuck, Dallas as well, St. Louis even, Minnesota, as you mentioned, Capriza, and getting rid of the Ryan Suter and Zach Parise contracts, which is very big. Uh, opens up some cap space, at least for this season. And then it becomes kind of a mess down the line, but it allowed them to re-sign Kaprizov to basically what he's happy with. You've got him long-term and that's a very special player. The second best 97 in the national hockey league behind Edmonton's Connor McDavid. So I don't know. I, I think I agree with you so far. The Z and D podcast agreeing in the West, we've got Colorado and Vegas to win their respective divisions
1: and i think on the on the minnesota front i mean to be fair i think they could they pr- they could probably compete for that third spot behind colorado, colorado and winnipeg but i think it's something for wild fans to finally be excited about you know now that they they've rid of Perise and Suter. and i mean like you said it'll get complicated down the line but um, if i'm not mistaken kaprizov probably one of the wild's best players since the Marion Gabrick, uh, you know, one. Since won, Zach
0: Parise signed.
1: Yeah, since Zach Parise Probably. signed, which was, I mean, it was seven, seven eight years ago. They, it's it's a long time, but. They you have, know what? I'm
0: going to throw this out here. He's the best player they've had since Nick Backstrom. I, I mean, yeah. Goaltender Nick Backstrom. Yeah,
1: goaltender Nick Backstrom. He's
0: not the yeah. center for the Washington Capitals. Yeah. A very He's important distinction here.
1: Um, that confused
0: me so much when I was younger.
1: Yeah, I the same
0: I'd,
1: player. And him and for some reason, like I, I think a lot. Well, I don't think a lot about you know previous wild goaltenders, but having you know Nicholas Backstrom, Manny Fernandez, uh, uh, one Devin Dubnyk after his his t- tenure in Edmonton. Um, you know, he, that's where he kind of
0: after his tenure in Edmonton.
1: Yeah, um, in Calgary, have, but you know yeah, goaltenders after after their tenure in Edmonton. Um, but I mean, Minnesota has a lot to be excited about, I think, in in the coming the coming seasons and uh, you know moving on to the Atlantic division, uh, we go to the opposite side of the spectrum. I mean, we know who's finishing last, but who who do you think is going to take the Atlantic?
0: Uh, I think it's Tampa. I don't think you can go against them at this point. Yes, they lost their third line of Coleman, Gord, and. I'm blanking on the other guy's name. He signed in New York. Why Which can I one? not think? Well, Blake Coleman signed in Calgary. Yes. Yanni Gord got taken by Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then the third guy of that line signed in New York for too much money. Oh, I can't um, remember his name. The Rangers, yeah, he signed with the Rangers. It was like this massive thing. Uh, it was oh, unnecessary um, contract. Well, Cap Friendly, the best friend of all hockey fans, it's be, gonna bother uh, me because I know record. exactly
1: who you're talking about.
0: Oh, I know, so do I. I know darn well who I'm talking about. I just can't remember the guy's name. I know and now, Cap Friendly won't load. Thank Anthony, you, Anthony Sorelli, uh, Barkley Goodrow. That's the guy, Barkley Goodrow. Yeah, of course. I I have to say I do like the Rangers uh, roster Not that we're talking about the Central But I like their team I think they're a solid uh, pick in the Central But no, I think Tampa You've got Vasilevsky, you've got Hedman You've got Stamkos, you've got Kucherov, you've got Point You've got Sorelli Ross Colton even, he looked pretty solid In the playoffs last year So I totally expect this Tampa team to dominate the Atlantic division This year I don't think as badly as they did the year Columbus swept them When they finished with way too many points and then didn't win a single playoff game. Um so I think I think Florida and Toronto and Boston are like like this right now. Kind of a jumble in that division after Tampa. I think any of those three teams could finish one, two, three, four. Um and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams challenges Tampa. Um, but I think the Lightning are just a little too deep. They start there. Hunt for the 3 peak tonight. Uh, last team to do that, I believe, was the New York Islanders in the early 80s. So there's a reason it's hard to do, is what they always say. Pittsburgh back-to-back a couple years ago in uh, 2016-17 and 17-18, but couldn't get anywhere in the next round, losing in the second round to the uh, their arch-rivals, the Washington Capitals, as Alex Ovechkin aforementioned stanley cup run that season so i think it's tampa i don't think you can really go against them unless you're going the leafs but their goaltending scares me um i was watching something earlier today from steve dangle uh he made a comment about how carolina's goaltending duo only played in 36 games last year uh that's frederick anderson and um am I blanking on the other goaltender in that tandem? Jonathan Bernier. Is it Jonathan Bernier?
1: I'm pretty sure, because they traded uh, Nindel, uh, Nindelkovich.
0: Antti Ranta, that's his name. Oh, That's who oh. that is.
1: Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one.
0: Um, the Leafs goaltending only played in about 30, I believe it was 34 games last year combined. Jack Campbell and uh, newly signed Peter Mrazik. So both of those guys have a bit of an injury history. So it's very, there's a very real possibility that Michael Hutchinson plays games for the Leafs this season. And that alone is enough to keep me from putting them in the number one spot. I don't care how good Matthews and Marner are going to be, how spectacular Morgan Riley is as a defenseman. And I do really like Morgan Riley. I think it's Tampa.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, realistically, you can't, you can't argue how deep and how good Tampa is um i mean if if I was to take you know four teams out of this to to round out the top half of this division, probably Tampa, and then, like you said, any combination of boston, uh, florida and and the Leafs, I mean, they'll probably end up taking that four spot um, the the three or four spot for sure. Um, but I think i I want to say I'm gonna make a bold prediction and say, Ottawa, finishes above Montreal and it'll be just barely just barely out of a playoff spot
0: my argument there is I don't think that's as bold as people think it is um Carey Price is not playing hockey for the Montreal Canadiens for probably at least the first month at, at least. Um, which is bad news for fantasy teams and it's bad news for the Montreal Canadiens because Jake Allen as good as he can be is not going to be able to carry this team the way Carey Price has for the last decade decade plus I should say I'm sorry I I don't hate Montreal's roster but I don't trust Jake Allen he was amazing against the Oilers last season I will say that seemed like we could beat Terry Price but we couldn't beat Jake Allen um in pretty much every situation which was frustrating as an Oilers fan but I don't know I think realistically I think Ottawa is the fifth best team in that division and then it goes Montreal Detroit Buffalo um Detroit and Buffalo fall firmly into the uh, pain for Shane category, as I mentioned earlier. I think it's Columbus, Arizona, uh, San Jose, Anaheim, Buffalo, Detroit are your, like, big six, I would say. Maybe even Columbus. Um, I think I mentioned Columbus, actually. But, no, I think it just makes sense. Um, I don't know. I I think Tampa is going to take it. I could see Florida maybe pushing Barkov, just signing his new contract, joining the $10 million a year club. Being a contract Nick Suzuki re-upping with Montreal. That's huge. After they lost and Niemi to Carolina via offer sheet. That's a whole situation that just doesn't seem to want to end. So I don't know. I'm going to go Tampa. You're going to go. You're going to go Tampa. Yep. So far we're in we're I think the central is where we're gonna differ. Um but for now three for three so far.
1: And um,
0: now I'm, the central I'm, division.
1: I'm going to correct you because um, I, I think you're talking about the metro. What
0: do you mean I'm talking about the metro?
1: Um because we've already covered the central
0: oh I said yeah, I did say the central, didn't I? <laughs> I did mean the Metro Metro. The division names are stupid. The, I missed the yeah, really. I miss the old days of all the random old hockey player names. Anyway, <laughs> Metro division. Who's your pick? I,
1: I mean, this is probably, I, I think, I mean, you know, you have Colorado in the central and then Tampa in the Atlantic. Those are the two clear cut. And then there's a couple teams that are, you know, maybe, maybe compete for that top spot, but the Metro is probably about as even as it gets. Um, you have, you know, the Islanders, uh, Pittsburgh, eh, Washington, Washington can still, you know, make. They could still make a bit of a run. I think not as, not a huge run, but, you know, maybe their infamous second round, um, Columbus, as we said, probably on the pain for chain train, um, and New York, uh, the Rangers, I should say, um, the Rangers are in a very interesting position. But if I was to take a clear cut winner of the Metropolitan Division, it would probably be the New York Islanders.
0: Okay, see, I I disagree, and I had a feeling the Central was where we were going to disagree. Now, I brought up the Steve Dangle bit earlier about how Carolina's goaltending hadn't played a lot last season. I don't care. Carolina is the deepest team in the Metro Division, and they are going to win the Metropolitan this season. I think that team is just the best in the East, Aside from Tampa, I would argue, I love their core Aho, Teravainen, the newly or sorry the newly lost Dougie Hamilton, the acquired Ethan Bear, Frederick Anderson could be a bounce back candidate this season in net. I'm probably gonna eat my words here, but I'm gonna say if Carolina is winning the Metro division and the only team that isn't in the battle for a playoff spot in this year is Columbus.
1: Yeah, I, I think every like every team in this division has a chance to at least make the playoffs, and I think it'll be, it'll be a similar situation to the West where the Metro ends up taking both, uh, both wildcard spots as they I believe as they have for the last few seasons, um, that yeah. we've had the wildcard not
0: counting last year.
1: Yeah, not not counting the last couple of seasons nah. that was all wacky, but that's that's over now. We're back to back to business,
0: back, back to what we expect with ads on the jerseys, which we don't have because these are slightly older. Um, So we have our division picks. We agree on Vegas, Colorado, and Tampa. We disagree in the Metro, Carolina for the Z, and New York for the D in the Z&D podcast. Now, we're going to do this quickly. Who makes it out of the East? Who makes it out of the West? And who wins the Stanley Cup?
1: Well, um, I mean, the the easy pick... The easy pick here is probably Colorado and Tampa. But, I mean, as we saw last season, although granted last season, again, a bit of an anomaly. Uh, that did not happen as uh, Colorado and Vegas faced off against each other in the Western... That was unfortunate. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Um, I believe that would
0: have been the semifinal.
1: Yeah, I believe the, 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 the Western semifinal. Um, and... I mean, to be fair, one of those teams had to lose. Um, I don't think anybody really cared who it was because whatever team they thought was going to play Tampa, and then the Montreal Canadiens came and, you know, rained had on everybody's parade. Yeah. Um, so I think, it, I mean, obviously I want to go with the bias pick and say McDavid's going to carry the Oilers to the finals, but I can't realistically say In our heart, say we that. want that.
0: We yes, want that it, to happen. But mentally, in, in our hearts, I think we like, both know that's probably not on the cards this season. No.
1: Unless, I mean, unless uh, Coach Dave Tippett realizes a couple things. Uh, but I think... If Michael
0: Smith wins 40 games this season, who knows?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it it almost happened last year in the shortened season. Which
0: um, is remarkable, but... Yeah. Especially at 39 years old. He's now 40. One One win for every year. Jeez, I I don't like that. <laughs>
1: um, so I think, nonetheless,
0: yeah. Um, nonetheless, who is winning the Stanley Cup. I think
1: my pick for the twenty twenty two Stanley Cup goes to, and I I kind of want to see it happen just for just for uh, um as as evidence. By you know us kind of talking them up earlier, the Colorado Avalanche.
0: Over. I mean, the the obvious pick here is Tampa, but yeah.
1: I think mm, I think the Panthers are going to
0: make a run. So you're saying call you're saying 96 rematch in the Cup final. And Colorado does it again.
1: Yes, in if this does happen, I'm gonna say in
0: six. So Florida gets a couple of wins in a in a Cup final for the first time in their history. Now, uh, for those of you listening or watching wherever that may be, um, we were both born in 2001, so uh, we were negative five when that Cup final happened. So that's a fun little uh, tidbit there, but. I'll be honest. I was go. I was thinking that might be my cup final, but you know what? I'm going out on a limb here. This year, we are going to see an all Canadian Cup final. And who the would that be? The cup is coming home to the Great White North, and it will be with Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets are going to knock off the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Cup Final in six games, just like your pick. Winnipeg's beating Edmonton in the Western Final is my prediction there. As much as it would pain both of us to see it happen again, I think this one probably goes seven. Uh, I think the last series deserved to go seven.
1: At least. Um,
0: At least. But Winnipeg is bringing home their first ever Stanley Cup at the end of this season. Now, we're going to skip out on individual awards today. We're going to do go into that in the next episode after a couple of games have happened and we see who's hurt and who isn't. But what matters now is the game's happening tonight. We're going to call it who's winning in the Pittsburgh Tampa game and what's the score and who's winning in the Seattle Vegas game. And what's the final score? Um, those well, games start in about half an hour from now.
1: Well, I think um, I mean, at least for us wh- now. Yeah, we'll we'll go with the we'll go with the first uh, the first game of the two um, to start off. I think, I mean, Tampa Bay having a three four 0 preseason, but as we all know, preseason doesn't matter. So um, I mean,
0: just ask Ty Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Andre Vasilev- Vasilevsky probably making the start according to the internet, and
0: it's a dangerous place, Matt.
1: Yeah, it it really is, but I mean. Tampa, I think they're gonna come out this season with a with a strong start. they're gonna they're gonna to want to prove themselves even though they have to prove themselves to absolutely nobody. Um, and I mean they're gonna end up taking game one by a score of i'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four to one in favor of the lightning.
0: By too. I'm gonna to say Tampa Bay wins this game. I don't think Pittsburgh. As as much as it hurts my fantasy team, because Tristan Jari, provided he gets the start, is my main goal defender tonight. Um, I think he's going to allow three goals, and it's going to be a—actually, he's going to allow three goals, but it's going to be a 4-2 final in favor of the Lightning. Empty netter in there as well. So we both picked Tampa in the early matchup today. Now, the exciting one, I think the one most people are looking forward to, the 8 o'clock start, at least here in Alberta— Seattle and Vegas. The expand the two most recent expansion teams facing off. I've thrown the Seattle hat onto my bed at this point. I'm still wearing the Vegas jersey. But I'm gonna I'm gonna differ from my opinion that I put on Twitter to try and win a contest. I'm going to say the Seattle Kraken win this game. And I'm gonna say they're gonna shock some people. Five to the final.
1: Five to a very bold pick, if I may say so, um, just because, you know, like we've kind of said earlier in in the podcast, um, Seattle, not a very offensively gifted team. But I think, um, you know, in in the last five seasons um, that Vegas have established themselves as kind of one of the, the harder working teams, uh, as much as management has kind of meddled that a little bit. Um, With some of their acquisitions and and such, but I I think Seattle again will surprise some people. Um, Top line probably um, consisting of Jordan Eberle, who can put up points when needed, and he's uh, contrary to what uh, Oilers fans from 2016-17 would have you believe, he is actually a pretty good player in in clutch games. As far as the final he didn't score, score think... in the playoffs. What?
0: Yeah, he didn't score in that playoff run. That's why we. That's why Oilers fans say that.
1: Yeah, I know. But then he went that on to 20, New York, there. and then he scored.
0: Well, yeah, um, he didn't lead them anywhere. They barely. They they lost every. They didn't make the Cup final. No, I'm kidding. I like that. <laughs> There's a reason I have Seattle winning this game five two. I'm just messing with yeah. you.
1: <laughs> um. I think
0: somebody's got to put the puck in the net. Yeah, and it guess. ain't gonna be Giordano.
1: No, um, the the new captain. the new captain is going to do nothing captain worthy of this game, and Vegas well, wins. Uh, oh, I'm right, going say is your
0: prediction. My bad.
1: Yeah, I'm um, saying Vegas wins three two. It's gonna be a bit of a goaltending battle near the end, with the winning goal coming to William Carlson. The real
0: deal, James Neal. No, I'm kidding. So, oh. <laughs> no. He's in St. Louis, damn it. I know he is. Um, Alrighty, so that'll do it for episode number one of the Z&D Podcast. You ch- you can check us out on Instagram, at Z&D Podcast. On Spotify here, you're listening to it. Or on YouTube if... I, I should reverse that, actually. On YouTube if you're listening. On Spotify if you're watching. And on Instagram, all Z&D Podcast. Dawson, anything else to add?
1: Um, Not a whole lot else other than get ready. It's going to be a wild season.
0: 82 games times 32 for the first time in NHL history. Buckle up. We'll see you next time.